0: Welcome back. collected themselves during the break. Um, thank you again to Laura Henriksen for introducing and to Diana Coywyn for her reading. Um, we are about to have another very special guest introduction from John Coletti for Anselm Berrigan.
1: Hello. So this isn't an intro. This is more of a story or a roast. And it's about six-ish minutes. Think of it like a super short reading that I fit in here. Anselm's been warned. Okay. Anselm Berrigan's books of poetry include Something for Everybody, recently published by Wave Books, Primitive Estate, a long demented fortune cookie list published by Edge Books, and Come in Alone, a book of rectangles also from Wave. He edited What is Poetry? Just kidding, I know you know. (laughs) Interviews from the Poetry Project newsletter, 1983 to 2009. He's also the poetry editor for the Brooklyn Rail, a three-headed adjunct writing teacher, a former artistic director of the Poetry Project, and a person who likes to lean on the radiator by the lights in back of the parish hall. (laughs) Anselm is about family and you, reader, family with him. Let us dig the weird light. Dave Hickey quotes John Ruskin in an essay about Ruskin's prose and its relationship to works of the pre Raphaelites, saying, I am never satisfied that I have handled a subject properly until I have contradicted myself at least three times. Therein lies something of the depth, richness, and self-awareness, non-awareness, I find so valuable in Anselm's work. All its radiating polarities of semi-capability, paratragic, humor-deep, abject, truth-end tenderness, and realistic absurdity. Northeast, south, northwest, y-axial stars and constellations I've always aimed for in my own life works, if differently codified. I've known Anselm roughly half my life, He's family to me and one of my dearest friends, so I apologize, Judge, for nearly saying no to Kyle about uh, introducing you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'd found four possible windows out, primarily the I'm too close to the work one and then the surely too close to you one, but then I quickly realized that that's the whole point, isn't it? That's kind of what Something for Everybody is doing and does. It examines precisely why being too close as an art object or as a person might just be the true scaffolding of these poems, as well as those of many others. So scaffolding. I met Anselm after I've read a few of the poems in the world in the back of the now similarly defunct St. Mark's Bookshop, summer 98 maybe, I read them borrowed, as always, standing behind that northwest facing freestanding black aluminum bookshelf with its five rows of journals, zines, whatever. The shelf was kind of the original Poetry Now newsfeed. His works really stood out. I wrote Ron, former teacher, the very next day or so, saying how blown away I was by these weird works by this young poet Anselm. Works from what must have been or become they beat me over the head with a sack or integrity and dramatic life, I guess. I tried to find the letter back from Calais, Vermont in my filing cabinet last night but that cabinet's full of ego-reused paper and various cement. I do recall Ron writing back, though, eventually some three weeks later, agreeing that Anselm's poems were great. He must have given me his address at DeVoe. Maybe. So, and this could all be a lie, and I phoned him, but I really think this is how it went. He can correct me if I'm wrong. I got out my typewriter and typed an actual Ron-sanctioned letter, high, on tall college roof paper, inviting him to read with Simon Pettit at an 8,000-square-foot loft in 1998-ish Bushwick out of literally nowhere. I think Zach maybe asked Simon for me. I don't remember. I also don't remember if Ansel wrote me back. He must have, but a large part of me thinks he just showed up (laughs) on the night I requested weeks later. This was how things maybe worked once. He showed up and showed up with an audience, with Charles and Katie Lederer and others. He looked kind of like Kurt Cobain, but presented kind (laughs) of like Stephen (laughs) Malkmus, much like his works did. (laughs) (laughs) And he was completely available, funny, and sweet. Sweetness is what matters to me most in people, artists, friends. You know, tenderness. He was great, and I was young, and not great, and kind of starstruck, and felt really young like you do in your early 20s and less in your 40s around people of roughly greater than the same age. (sighs) Those works then is now felt bed-back, polvo-style, with all these groovy, true contradictions. Those same sought-after companions of affirmation I alluded to earlier via Ruskin. Casual intensity, Verus similis, surrealistic tenderness. One Diffident tenderness, and most importantly, most of those poems were hella fucking funny. Henri Bergson funny. Something I hadn't seen a lot then and still don't see a lot now, to be honest. Which brings me the long way back to his new book of poems, Something for Everyone. The first word of the first poem, What the Streets Look Like, is mom. Mom, the sweet, rotted summer stench still, taps the nasal cavity. Inside breezes several times per block. The book ends with the long poem, And What Does Need Mean?, Fiddly Dedicated to the Parish Hall at St. Mark's Church where we all stand or sit now, in that final poem, Anselm returns to refrain the very same lines. Cited earlier, clarifying that the request from Alice to describe the streets where she raised him and his brother was not to be told what they seem like, feel like, but what they look like. Anselm repeats the very same lines. Mom, the sweet rotted summer stench still taps the nasal cavity. Inside breezes several times per block. It's an interesting treatment of time, its indifference, ours to it, and indeed, contradictions of linearity. Finally and fittingly, the book ends with the 22-line poem by English poet and Anselman Edmund's Stepfather Douglas Oliver. Here are the first two of those 21 lines, the poems for kind. Kindness acts idly or unnaturally leads you into fear, act in kind. Absence and presence, contradiction and counterpoint, they serve as very great themes in this book. And meanwhile, a series of poems in the style of and an address to Jim Brody. A self-portrait with lasers. A poem titled, Fuck That Shit. And its only line, Know That Shit.
0: <laughs>
1: its end notes titled, Notes and Acts. Anselm's newest works lay out life in private and other people's public, brought back privately and redelved as poems of act and beauty, regrets and pre-regrets, all bearing prosodic mastery and massive doses of wits. What Henri Bergson, and note, alludes to in his essays on laughter—that ability to manipulate verse via repetition and anticipation, a consistent sage self for a shifting audience. Howful, however, odd, joyful, peculiar, or painful, the interaction. All interconnected emotions become the same family. So, this way effing too long introduction is kind of like my second typed letter, or possibly my first. I mean, Christ, dude, there's no way to properly summarize a book called Something for Everybody. (laughs) But, quote, I assumed I had to try. (laughs) It's an honor being a part of your oblique family in the St. Mark's Parish Hall again, no less where I used to run sound for you over there all those years ago. Please welcome Anselm Bergen, who I love you.
2: Now, I got to read some poems. <laughs> um, th- thank you, John, so much. Um. <sighs> thank you for coming. I, it's wonderful to read with you, Dana. And, Kyle, I uh, appreciate your asking me to read and wish you many years as many as you want to do. <laughs> uh, doing this. Uh, sort, of, sort of like, oh, John. Maybe I should read everything in the reverse order I was planning to, except I hadn't completely planned how to read everything anyway. Okay, I'm going to read this piece to start off that I thought I would read to start off, which is called "Theories of Influence Six which is a terrible title, actually. Um, I was trying to figure out... I was trying to figure out... uh, What is it? March? I was trying to figure out last year how to write again, and I kept calling things Theories of Influence. It was a terrible title, but I thought it was terrible enough to actually make some writing happen. It's not the way to start a big reading, right? Anyway, Theories of Influence (laughs) 6. I do not know how I got through the first day after the storm, but recall that during the night, doubting what I had seen with my own eyes, I walked once more through the park. Where and in what time I truly was that day in Orfordness, I cannot say even now as I type these words. I cannot say how long I stood by one of the three windows engrossed in that view. Whenever I rested on that bed over the next few days, my consciousness began to dissolve at the edges so that at times I could hardly have said how I had got there or indeed where I was. I have only an indistinct notion of how beautiful it all was, said Anne, nor can I properly describe now the feeling of being driven in that limousine that appeared to have no one at the wheel. I cannot remember whether it was she who turned the conversation to the fact that nobody wears mourning anymore, not even a black band on the sleeve or a black stud in the lapel, but why it was that on my first visit to Michael's house I instantly felt as if I lived or had once lived there in every respect precisely as he does, I cannot say. Instead, I left the building with a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach and walked and walked, without being able to grasp even the simplest thought, well past the West Cruz or the Hollishes Tor or the Tiergarten, I can no longer say where. I cannot say how long I walked about in that state of mind or how I found a way out. I no longer remember if it was the Lord Asquith, the Aristo, or the Fabiola. To this day, I do not know what to make of such stories. Binge Better The local sign commands stick this somewhere and take a picture of the way all its parts refuse to come together other than as equal units of color. The next show begets its funky irradiated quality shepherd style by the roadside shadow produced by an old bus's moving lean. I am on that bus flirting with red clay ditch and savanna dust. Zebras bolting from the side of the road in triplets constitute a wave of presence in key with a row of pigeons taking it easy on the line where sky meets utility. The next stop is Beverly Road. Have a good one. All the creatures, waving back, leave little gaps in our imaginations when they go. Even the roaches, rats, and pigeons care about your mind. Ever read their letters? (laughs) (laughs) This is called Freigretz. That's uh, for and after the painter Donna Nelson. Donna Nelson, D-O-N-A. Fregrats. In order to begin, we clear it all out, to get overwhelmed as we tell. Edges bleed between cosmos. Cosmotic windshield zips, one view, unhides. One, one stand permits another flying onto and over. Pink's orange tells to be. To declare elsewhere, twist neck to accommodate the blasts and binds unknowing's range permits. I'm a real poet. <laughs> the up high blacks and greys a deep back, purpled subway maps every night's palm, out at the edge of the throne center, skyscraping reflection out of local puddles in their greedy gods gas, out at edges of scales stands, and when we get casually overloaded, a dailiness desperation takes refuge in. It ain't infinity that's all over mysteries of small painted houses, collapsed zones in tenement apartments, keyless states interlock memory, let me, look at me, absorbed by color's take, goldfinch profiles, doing everything in order to do anything. The planes demand circling a tune, string and crate stationed outside their lanes, and all simplicities perished in desire. In the non, what can happen? Walk out and the bike seat's gone. Got the bike anyway. Doing anything to make forms for anyone. Look into these penguin eyes even though they're closed. In a world free from rewind, stations of variable weight scale up the unknowable green inviting grid to dissolve in the correspondence and tentacles. Disjunction with subpoena power, definite back, definite owl that ain't assuming one knows the shame shaman. Dumpling counter counts on a radical nothingness's pink smile across the frameways. Black corner cuts in a blue snowscape. The material world wishes to gentrify surrealism rhetorically, does it? When I'm throwing down with myself, I get hold of what remains unknown. Maybe it's scars and maybe it's portals, cheesecloth dancers unfurling in a shape... What is, is by working nature in play. On the end trains, everything floods in, a last place where it's fair to stare. Definite fronts declare autonomy, the physical world centering you in chambers of space and density, wails in spoonlight. This is called Commissions for Uncongenial Christs. The regime was conscious of its dunes and in single incidents. The matter of battles among the notables, who pictured from stock inherited internalizations of a steady quota of a landscapes, or was it redestabilization? Baclam, banana. Goodbye.
0: <laughs>
2: Where the sum of our failures textively subregistered once all over again, non objectively. Linked with Spain, a wild K moves the runners. My job, my volunteered temperament, my disinclination to repeal the wrong folks recognizing our partial identities. That's so true. Didi takes his base, his refusal of the teleprompter's allure, never repeating the prefect's fantasy. Who was I yelling and screaming and being so mean to? The only person who could intimately disavow my inner bureaucrat. And now what? All these dolphins crashing the whale watch. The fuck vacates slash accumulates the where we don't find ourselves. Boats circle me when I dive to eat in public, too. It's true. True snooze sniffing outskirts of shame rackets, fund and finish dueling with prosthetics in the formerly ground. Jeez Louise, God has no cartoon etymology. Young man drafted, sits unfinished enough, and Alice Neal's outlines. Does he survive outside that movable there? I seem to have befriended a querulous note he was given an assumption to copy. Thinking through the copperations of hoarders, selling stories on blue language sheets, flaking the flunk, cat effectively aspirating, out in the world of pregnantly pertinent underlines, outs in the worlds of uprooted safety recusals, outro skin installations, culpa vox. You think you can script progress. This is a section. It's not a section. There's no sections in this piece. This is one long piece. This is from a poem called Notes from Irrelevance. I stopped somewhere along this way, looking for myself and others, other works, my family. A photograph would attempt to prove something, but surfaces in the matter of DNA are no more than facts to reorganize within their frameworks of brutal delicacy. The incidental face mask rule went out last year. A failure as a rule, if not an emblem of gaming contact. Solidarity has been less than a myth in our future imagination. I fear without reason or its inbred resemblance to active policing of our collective desire to be just free enough to dull necessity. I know. I know. We're all polymorphous within our relations to modesty. I swear this won't take long no longer than any other fantasy of structure teased across a daybook, a computer screen, a workmanlike routine of getting in and out of the assigned places of ass-deceit interaction. And yet I do not trust the sanity of my vessel, nor that of metaphor, Built across time to be diminished by speeds freezing of the body in place as like or so being near to and no less against wall with and in relation to being seen everywhere or more precisely anywhere. The hope of a plurality of recognition guides us into back into our common definition in, our common definition of caring, if not cares. I was busy always relaying your time through the disingenuous manners to which I am lashed, facing a reboot harmonizing for why would a machine bother with affect, much less one bent on intimidation, the psych profile restrained, secure in torment, unable or unwilling to measure the qualities of desire as we stand in its relation. I find I stare at your script from afar, Wondering if the open, refined, sensuous, conservative imagination it projects is a functional defense against the light arts or more of an active missionary filter with, for, and from reality's stance on a version of us. Crimson elephant staring, smiling from a poster for art disguised as delirium, does it nod? It accentuates a variation on self-destructive finish. Well, Fine. Flowers can be traced back in ink to a common glandular pitch, posing as a pose, speech dissected in front of the face and thereby unattended in the tear-open look, the problem of assessment being the region's exam of existence in a less-than-slimy way, and we need the slime. Where is the function of sleaze in relation to my coddled measure of sacrifice? It's uselessly unhip to penetrate a machine gun and leverage a relationship with modern consciousness, which is a perfectly devoured bug off the hind leg of some preserved thing. I have buried deep within my bypass a silent love for the arch of your fierce, wistful squeak. I would like to spend time in a failed state with your bending frame. Something like an unqualified interaction was on the table just now, and while the decision to discontinue said interaction was not remotely difficult, it is marginally notable. I notice you've given in to apocalypse fantasies in an open fashion. I hope that works out for you. But <laughs> being a tad classier than conspiracy lust and less likely to wear down your comrades in sociability... I, myself, have returned to the civilized wasteland of the novel, wherein I begin to notice a need for detached attention to matters of will, subjugation, and something like desire, though not exactly... Desire strikes me as routinely out of sync with time in most sentences, as if a creeping desire, one that refuses to lean on what it means, has been abandoned by sentence and image consigned to quiet behavior that eats at the self's duration despite giving it flecks of purpose to decorate the larger aims of mind, whatever those might be, according to one's ability to resist being told how to think. Couldn't the perception of rules, order, tricks, and brainwashing be more sensitively addressed in the public arena? Have we not been raised to believe we're being fooled so that to respond rightly to such conditions means choosing a side even though to choose is to consign oneself to a cycle of perpetual anger and defeat? One looks for articulations that fit a game of resistance. The problem is in the looking. I don't think it works to plead for a voice out of the monolith to make clear what you sense feel know to be happening not true happening I wrote that in 2010 <laughs> i'm sorry to say that it's a funny thing to say Jim Brody. Here is a contradiction involving time. Here is a counter-frictional hairy seat devolving time and time's Uncle shame. Here is a bobble-headed Jehovah, spotless and wicked as a wide-orbited, unemotional lamb, cutting off its gibby-tripped legs to dance one-legged in the rain in Florida. Here is an I am defrosted, defronted, decrusted, decustardized, and de-dappled yours with dwarf star lips anything surrounds. Claude Monet was one of these heiresses, a flying horse of wild crab language, more face under here's vicious deportation squalor. Here is a counterfactual spotlight for loveless professionals, all desire they meet as illusion. Here let me, ah, ah, if let there glow on and we. Here is so only stars writhing out street-free. Herein in grace there this are violent will-dealings. Hear that firing marvelous on when she bespeaks. Here is rampant, moronic, palatial mind. The mister here buckles a pioneer, one reacheth. Whereas, here's a hymn run explanations into where the this reveals, likewise gone to vapor. Here's a likewise pumping straight to your heart with a spliff of unsane word shape. Blastmen's shed rhythms, tortoise histories. Here's guppy marginal talkers, a bent other cruising items, all reborn armor. Reaching envelopes where separated tariff brains get got brained and re-brained by interior post-astral domain. Here be trance, here be lanced. Life without Rondo. Rondo was in Rajon Rondo, basketball player. I read this poem, and then I needed a title, and then I looked up, and wherever I was sitting, Life Without Rondo. Rondo had just been traded from the Boston Celtics, where he'd played for seven years. And I just saw this cut line go across the screen that said Life Without Rondo, and I thought, okay, <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the title of this poem. <laughs> um, doesn't tell you anything about the poem, which is why I'm telling you this now. I suppose. Okay. Sorry, Life Without Rondo. Recordings made when no one's there. That's what we like. Too many scraps full of pockets. We agree, but claws. Always. A punk rock lunch on sidewalk, stakesters plummeting from continental tips. I'm implying for jobs by writing you, despite your sounding Beatles-chafed echoes of phone-aroma Carolina gold. We like it when I writes, not when we make type. Wondering where John calls home for brief bio-scrubs on the... the web. In a bow, Dad. Right. I knew that cadence picked me up somewhere. It, like McDonald's, is coming off service interruptions we like those triple bonus mattress sales a lot bonus is a filthy excuse for a word words that's why we torched jared it's not enough to know what things mean beaten off to the side fool sometimes you got to know what things don't mean if I should read this. Now I'll read something else first. I felt like an amputated leg. Now that's actually all that needs to be said about that poem. <laughs> Hollow scene. fore and after Anselm Hollow. How are we doing, notationally speaking? We are feeling conspicuous. No amount of crypto-hasho, four-ear black bear fiddling will make us not have to get up and pee while high in this death-to-explosions bean scenery underlay, writing Anselm imitations in a fucking cafe. Space goes here. Approximate length of limit stops behind, distraught at not having handheld. Original crumbs wiped off original arm. This is called Here, take these herbs. For consciousness, the world is decor. Sentences cast about for bodies in the exuberant wobble factory. Qbert believes in me in the dark, to pass out and check yourself out, gliding by storefront windows, searching for a feeling no one's felt in the last 12 seconds, lathered with coeval nightmare rhetoric of sociable extinction, bathful, bashful, bathful, bathful, bashful as a wraith eking out a line of image extract to sprinkle on a plenty-reeling mind. In charge, up the stairs came a one-two-three-inning obsessed with posture, and it's always curved in the jury pool agape like flatbed torture simulations tooling around the village. Routine shapes of feeling come down hard, a gavel calling culture to order, but I'm a bad criminal juror because I've been mugged twice, no appropriate response required. I talked the first mugger down from beating my 14-year-old ass into the ground as he walked me home across town. His likes included fucking, listening to music, being with friends, and drugs. When he left, he gave me five. I think our long walk and talk would make me an excellent juror. Show of nods. Inquire without. The men walked on in silence, passing by long ruins of stables. They walked through several corridors in silence, passing by several agin, the rest keeping silence, passing by Roxanas, a commander of a thousand men, trudging the rest of the way in silence. Passing by the Ichiraku ramen stand, and the library drove east in silence. Passing by Hochstadt, Mönch and and Weimar, across new halls of silence. Passing by an old and gigantic tree, which has miraculous properties in the hearts of those who are thus in speechless and pensive silence. Passing by the slamming stops for a moment, the eerie silence passing by again, until there is one final large slam, and the door to room shatters open towards silence. Silence passing by Paul Clay, strange moods of silence passing by without word or comment, facts of striking interest and significance, streams of awkward people on the silence at hand. This is called, everybody all right? Okay. This, um, This is called Elevation from the Crypt. It has other titles built within it. This is the poem that I'm reading that I don't know what it is, but I'm reading it because I feel like I have to read something like that here. No, I'm reading that because here is the place to read something that you don't know what it is in order to find out maybe what it is, right? Or at least that's an idea or an experience. Hmm. Elevation from the Crypt. I wanted to be sure about the pronunciation of two words in a recent poem. So I looked their sonics up on the local search engine, which teleportedly availed my, no assuaged my flittering conviction about towards these purse-discompositions at the shack video storefront in stupish perpetuity. I'm writing this on a Q-train car surrounded by people ignoring me. To look things up or down on their phones, by the way, just made eye contact with someone noticing me writing in with a pen, for God's sake, which reminds me of watching a Cézanne painting cry, then cry, because all four people on its given bench were not lending their eyeballs to its picture plane, but simultaneously working on pronouncing shaman, which, according to a video on YouTube, can be pronounced shaman or shaman, although it's odd, there are two voices in the 16 second video. I'm not sure, incidentally, that Melissa should really recommend an instant chest x ray to her colleague Frank, no matter how gnarly and intrusive his phlegmy cough. The first voice, a female voice, I think, filled us with a quixotic sense of relief. We're going over the bridge. I know this because the light suddenly intensified as girder shadows began passing across my pages. But after a certain pause, a male-sounding voice repeats only shaman, an alarming gesture that pitches the video somewhere between cryptic performance and sexist correction, as well as proposing a demi-ambiguous assertion of finality, unsettling my fractional, though nonetheless significant joy at the prospect of multiple sound shapes and prosodic possibilities I have a line elsewhere that's a riff on Edwin Denby's sentence, I am assuming one knows what it is to be ashamed. My version reads, I am assuming one knows what it is to be a shaman. (laughs) This perhaps tells you something about the difference between how we figured our respective possible audiences, but I now know, I won't know fully if I'm assuming one knows what it is to be a shaman or a shaman. This may be an Internet-era sequel to Ron Paget's poem, Who in Each. But while Ron was reading the OED waiting for his friends to die, I am writing this because my phone has 14% battery, I left my charger at home, don't know what to do about dinner for the kids, and I'm on my way to therapy where I will not likely read this poem out loud, which is probably a mistake. Am I waiting for myself to die? It's hard to say, and somehow isn't as made evident by the ongoing present with tender-hearted Charles taking his revitalizing stroll away from these bowers and into the rich deserts we don't exactly spring from. And don't you think Ode to a Nightingale is maybe a poem from a person traumatized by the foreknowledge of their own demise? Coda, or how I learned to fit form to the tremulous conditions of life. I can't say, It was a learned thing, fumbling with reciprocity, various impenetrably endearing facial types bemoaning that which we take as given in this doomed present. Same glass okay? Wouldn't have it otherwise. All this damage and urgency, mistaking speed for tone, volume seems to know more than clarity, populationally speaking and so's crush on itself carries inexactly, subject confounded, confined, by implication, nudges advanced forms of waste. But damn, they were really pole riders riding moving poles midway through the journey of now. I thought to turn to the young human next to me who just said, it's cold as shit, and reply, though I wasn't being spoken with, I mean, two, in some improv sense, shit's actually pretty hot when it exits the rear. But that, unless delivered with an exacting tone of unassuming nonchalance, and even then only if said human was somehow ready to be addressed as such, and did not consider my unsolicited extremist logic either reproach or come on or possibly some signal of significant and nonetheless uninteresting instability, didn't seem likely to fly. I went internal. And realized to say it's cold as shit is really to say it's cold as cold shit, meaning shit already released and left to freeze in sub-zero conditions or otherwise become cold. I didn't need to say anything. Cold as shit, a declaration that hides one state of extremity behind another, is, by all subtle feelings for measure, fairly fucking cold. Addendum. <laughs> Flying Fifth Street cigarette turns out to be firefly. The given egg or splat asphalt pancake rising up from pool of Moses era tar, a leaf just didn't quite kill mosquito on this page's opposite. I should walk away from buzz spiraling cicada sonics begging the me and me to pause as if to stay useless soon, if not already down with bloom's opposite task. Current light requires bath of professional blood to measure the passing of alien measure. To messenger installing pipes adjacent to and is practically avoidant of any so-called measure given into the rear views. Don't expect that from you. Wear the given feeling like a box in a box in a simulation making we feel gross about our own excitement though. We like the clunk. An absence that ain't present, troubled by forces being not a rejection, but a deferral of informal expectations stuck in erasure land, and now, like serious shit, we funerally extend through dispersed composition, fall through a pew listening to bellows in a room full of con artists... Today's decay sampling, yesterday's frustration, actual death versus genre death, forensic evidence of actual work decries the way the work forces us to have feelings, to step away from ourselves in order to survive what, for the boxes that are not art, would it feel like to take a hit of decomposition? It's hot as shit, it's hot as fuck, it's both together but not at once. An ability to antagonize organisms, I mean, organize antagonisms, gee... The baffled place of the non-categorical reconfigures our nervousness systemats at the DNA level, saturated with temporal events that have no duration. Ones afford a on-interior populist mailing bombs and rockets to a coyote drawn on open submissions of subhuman baby vessels, narrowing search for a slophead writer to a few detention centers who won't ring Fragility's bell while Frag frags its co-workers at a seaside podium. Commemorating Oslo's deep freeze with intermittent fields, vaguely human troll leaks hunt with additional thread, pulls an equational eros out of the, this dream of constant threat. World's biggest solar plant, a refugee camp, taking timeouts to lip-serve precedent. Wolves and packs own the burden to restore whole ecosystems. Can Lonzo's shooting form avoid regime airstrikes? A strong border... As an open border. Space force led by space's ghost erasing yesterday to de-admit this perpetual lean on quickness has pulse of solace, even if deep down in the mind mentions not you knows our servile anti rife with instruction is made of supposes corollary to drop in 121 bombs a day anywhere we don't look here in the future with our shitty hospitals and trains. I'm going to end with this poem called uh, In Betweener, uh, which is for uh, John Ashbery. In Betweener. The sun got its new Angel Wings t shirt smudged with the sandbox's finest demi mud. This would render appearances partial with the cornball's incongruence. Sidewalk chalk radioactive. Well, We'll never write that letter to the lozenges. I mean that shrinking postcard on the way to Saturn. Will someone please hand me my martini so I can make it through this awful ordeal? Name there in the palm of your natural tremor. The title placed the action off-center, rendering that floating green eye. It floated off onto some bell somewhere. Yesterday's duck seemed to have three parents, a vulture, a turkey, and a something, a plastic shapeliness, unaccountably signaling dark star. Winged creatures suspend shyness. And we were stabbed with permission all over and again, the assemblages of guilt frozen in dispossession. Did that closet just murmur? No mere solar beam can harm the lord of photosynthesis. No barrier can stop one who dwells between all boundaries. Welcome back to life, my former foes. And be tied to the end of your string flying in the air babes at night. Thank you.
0: Thank you to Diana, thank you to Anselm, thank you Laura and John. Both of our poets tonight have books for sale. Um, Our next readings are Monday, March 25th, Christine Shan Shan Hu and Andronike Mattis. And then on Wednesday the 27th, we're going to have a centennial celebration for Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Um, And listening to previously unreleased recordings of him here at the project it is 10 o'clock it's 15 minutes into the full moon so stay a while and then go out into it good night